Welcome to Licking Non-Vanilla, a sex-positive hour of talk about kink, sexual mores, and writing dirty words. So grab a cup of cocoa, your favorite easy chair, and the lube as we go sailing into the dark, sweet waters of all things naughty. On Licking Non-Vanilla with your hosts, Ralph Greco Jr. and M. Christian. I get hypnotized by those big numbers, Chris. You know, I see those big numbers come by and I just get hypnotized because it's like the Thunderbirds, like we said at the beginning of the Thunderbirds. Um, my name is Ralph Greco Jr. here in the crazy, wild, warm East Coast today, Chris. And uh, across from me, across the, not, not across the world, but across <laughs> my heart. And across the, the continent is my co-host. <laughs> Chris, otherwise known as M. Christian. And it's freezing cold and rainy here still. Yeah, it's, <laughs> the, the winter yeah, we got, that will not nice leave. nice and warm, but then, you know, it fluctuates. I know, yeah, Oregon, you get, definitely get the cold and the rain and all that kind of stuff. You know, the times. Warm, yeah, you I just know. Use the yeah, word I'm unfamiliar yeah. with. Um, warm. Know, you know, we I don't know, know that that word is something we don't know up here. I mean, I'm sorry, but you know, it's just like you know, it's drizzle, cold, freezing, ice. You know, that's that's the only that's but the, if, that's but the if you uh, check Chris's shelves in the back. Too long. He he regularly takes those spaceships and he leaves the planet anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, and uh, by the way, you've reached looking on vanilla. <laughs> I don't know if I told you that. That's the, the podcast. <laughs> Anyway, today we have a guest. Um, she's, <laughs> she's on the West Coast, uh, so she, I don't know what kind of, we'll talk to her about the weather in a second. Her name is Barbara Handel, and Barbara's going to give us the rundown and the skinny and what she does. Very unique approach to things. Um, you know, it's in the adult field, I guess you could say, but in the, the also in the helping field, in the, uh, in the, which is always a good thing. Anyway, so that's Barbara over there that you're seeing. Um, hello, Barbara. Nice to have you on the show. Thank you for being on. Hi guys, thank you so much for having um, me. Barbara, I, I'm trying to think what, where we hooked up. We hooked up to do it, I, I think an interview for Kink Queens and maybe also for Dark Side Magazine. Be, because you have an interesting mm -hmm. spin on what you do. Why don't you tell everybody what you do and what, you, what your concentration is? Okay, so I am a certified sex coach and my specialty is in BDSM and sexual trauma coping. So as a sex coach, it's a little differently from a sex therapist. It's kind of the same vibe. It's talking. And basically what I do is I help people who are going through sexual concerns specifically pertaining to BDSM and sexual trauma. So I help people in the kink community who are just starting out, who have been there forever and are discovering something new about themselves, dealing with, you know, the excitement, the confusion, maybe even shame and guilt that so many kinksters go through on their journey through the community. And I remember my journey, I went through it alone, which made it a lot harder than it had to be. But now at this like peak self where I love who I am in the BDSM world. Like I want to help people go through it. And so they know that they're not alone. So Chris, see, that's what, yeah. I mean, that's what interested me about Barbara Chris cool. initially Wonderful. was that the BDSM part of it, you know, cause I never really knew anybody who concentrated on that, that end of it. But, um, you know, back in the day, Chris, when, 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 cause Barbara, Chris goes a little bit back we're, we're we're older guys so we go a little bit further back and uh he goes kind of back in the in the in the san francisco scene which was a pretty healthy scene at one point 
so Chris, did you, you did when you were in the middle of that? I mean, I know you're a well-adjusted mm-hmm. kind of guy. You have no problems, of course, but um, <laughs> right. But I mean, did you did you you know what, what were you <laughs> right? Other, other the llamas are talking but, again. <laughs> you know what, what were your experiences as far as you know when when initially in that scene? Did you see people that were in not in trouble but were having a hard time dealing with their kink? selves back then? Well, there's always people in any community that are having a hard time processing and such. And, um, you know, back when I was in it, which was the late 80s, middle of, you know, the 90s, the middle of the 90s, um, there was definitely some people trying to deal deal with it. But it was also, at least in San Francisco, which is where I was, there was a very strong focus on safety and security. Um, so it was mostly just kind of a personal thing as opposed to like mm-hmm. the outside world, you know, giving people a hard time. But, you know, and also like there was quite a number of sexologists and therapists who were practicing, um, you know, particularly, I mean, there was, you know, more than I can care that I can think about. Um, so there was, you had a really good, mm-hmm. you know, very, um, comforting safety net. Um, for what you were going through. There was all kinds of therapists who were in the King community, so you could always reach out to them. And, of course, there was also San Francisco Sex Information and Center for Sex and Culture and, you know, the Human Awareness Institute and so forth. So it was, you know, kind of a pretty healthy thing. I'm not too sure what the communities are like right now, but, you know, back I was was pretty lucky to be at that time in that place. Years ago. Right now, what's your take on... How how we're dealing right now, I, and I hate to use the pandemic as a as a as a touchstone, but just just the modern culture. How is that impinging upon either making things easier or harder on people that have that have kink interests? Do you think? Well, no, it's absolutely it's absolutely thing for sure. Um, uh, you know, like Chris said, safety is a mm-hmm. huge part of what the mm-hmm. community is now. But I think culture as a whole, um, I am a big believer on this. I think we talked about it in our interview, maybe. But um, when Fifty Shades of Grey came out, it was like the world was reintroduced mm-hmm. to BDSM as no longer an underground thing or like a kind of, oh, we don't talk about it sort of thing outside of the community, right? The whole world found out what BDSM was, except in my personal opinion, it was such a bad representation of what BDSM truly is. It was represented as abuse. And (laughs) yeah, I'm sure you guys know this. So it's, it's like all of a sudden BDSM became mm. mainstreamed. And like at first I was like, oh my God. Yeah, you would think amazing. Right? Like yeah. the world can see it in this beautiful light that it's supposed to be in. And then it was like, what mm-hmm. just happened when we saw the movies? And so I kind of made it a personal mission to be like, guys, like this is mm-hmm. what it really is. And so a lot of people come to me, a lot of my clients who are starting out in the kink community, they're like, I saw this movie and it sounds really interesting, but I don't really know what I felt when I watched it. Like it's kind of shady. And so culture as a whole, um, although I am grateful for it becoming Mm -hmm. more mainstream because now we can actually have a discussion about it, which beforehand people really didn't want to. They were like, Oh my God, you get whipped and stuff. Like that's so weird. Right. Um, it did promote a discussion that we all needed to have, but it definitely made it's my interesting. job harder. <laughs> like it definitely made it, it made it harder <laughs> in the community for us to be understood now worldwide. Like we were almost yeah. So weird. You, you would you I would think it's ironic, you know, I, that movie in the books 
made it so mainstream, you would think, oh, people will be comfortable now, at least discussing and thinking about it. But at the same time, they're getting a lot of misinformation because, as Chris and I have said, and plenty of writers we know have said, it wasn't the best representation of of that, an honest representation of, of that relationship. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so it's, I'm glad mm-hmm. we're having the discussion. Um, but, you know, it came from something that <laughs> wasn't that great. So, right. but at least we're having the discussion. So I really, mm-hmm. the demand for what I do has come like full force. So I've actually been in the BDSM community mm-hmm. for about nine years now. Um, It is my life. I love it. I preach it. I Mm -hmm. help it. You know, I love this world of BDSM. Um, But I realized there are so many people who didn't Mm -hmm. know what to do and who didn't understand how they felt about themselves inside. And it's Mm -hmm. super confusing when you're just like, oh my gosh, I really like feet really turn me on. Is that like the weirdest thing ever? Right? Because like, we don't, we don't don't talk about that. Like, you know what I mean? There's not like like movies on that, you know? So it's just, um, the demand I felt in the society that we're in now, when it comes to BDSM, I was like, somebody Mm. needs to help them. Like somebody needs to help. I wish somebody helped me when I was first starting out. I wish I had somebody like me. So that's really what drove me to become a sex coach was because I was like, this is a beautiful world I live in. And I really want to help people Mm -hmm. live in that world too, in a safe Mm -hmm. and comfortable space. So yeah, that's why Went to Sex Coach University. I didn't see Chris. I didn't even know there was a Sex Coach u- University. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, t- t- I, I think I have. Did you have the T-shirt, Chris? I don't know. And, and, and it, I went to one of their one of their fo- football games, but uh, you know, I don't remember. <laughs> we we. <laughs> right, no, we don't worry about. Um, it. Don't even know. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, I've never discussed this with Chris, and I guess I'll discuss it now. Why not? By the way, you're listening to Licking Non Vanilla, and we're talking today to Barbara Handel, who is a sex BDSM BDSM coach and a whole bunch of she's she's a very interesting lady. So she's a, she's a lot of things. But um, Chris, you know when you first got into it, did we lose Barbara? Oh, there she is. Chris, when we first that's okay. Oh, Chris, when you first got into into the whole scene, did you have a mentor or did you have somebody you followed or did you just like did you jump in with two feet? Uh, pretty much two feet. I okay. was I was married at the time, and my wife and I were kind of experimenting. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was very open back then. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you, it, it was one of those ex- very accessible things, and it was very again kind of very supportive. Yeah. So if you came in saying, "I don't know what I'm right. doing. I'm clueless," you have more than enough help. You know, people would pour <laughs> out of the woodwork right. or the leather clad, you know, the leather dungeons, and would yeah. just not necessarily take you under their wing, but it was very supportive. So very often you would just find yourself hanging out, not necessarily playing with people, and learning about kinks and stuff. And I was, uh, I joined oh, and yeah. ran actually the Society of Janus newsletter, which is the largest U.S. BDSM organization. And so the big mission of Janice was education. In fact, my when I ran the newsletter, my wife would run the program. Mm-hmm. So every twice a week, they would have some kind of class. And so it was very much on education and support and such. Um, and it was also wonderfully cross-pollinated. So it wasn't like... 
here's where yeah. you know this orientation hangs out everybody kind of hung out all together so you would kind of drift from you know one little micro community to another micro community in fact at its heyday it was it was quite fun because you'd sit around and you know have like all those pamphlets and flyers and such and go okay it's not a matter of what party we go to but it's not a matter of, yeah, yeah. of well, one yeah, party but how many scene, of right? the dozen yeah. that are happening yeah. um That's you know awesome. yeah mm-hmm. Exactly. And right. unfortunately, it's, it's, it's still there, but not what it was, because a lot of the people who right were sort of yeah. members of the scene right. couldn't afford San Francisco, so they all scattered to the four winds. Um, but so Barbara, for a while there, it was really you, kind of a very special time. Can we tell you where you place. are, Barbara, or you don't want to say where you are? Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm in Los Angeles, Los a- sunny Los so, Angeles, California. Uh, I was born and raised here, lived here my whole life. Um, and I was just going to ask you, so awesome. the scene there is, is quite healthy, even post-pandemic? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's coming back full force. A new dungeon mm-hmm. just opened up. Like, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. So it's called 910 cool. WeHo, if anybody mm-hmm. wants in West Hollywood. And it's a really safe space. And I love that. Like, we're promoting safer spaces mm-hmm. to play and getting volunteers and people who work for us to really understand, like, what safe, sane, and consensual means. Like, we're bringing that back. You know, we're making that's our credo. That's our law. Like, we don't. We mm-hmm. don't play without that, and we're making mm-hmm. that known to everybody who comes into our community, um, which I mm-hmm. love. I do love that because, you know, they're in – when it comes to, like, private play parties, like, yeah, you'll find a lot of those, but they're not, like, necessarily sanctioned or they don't really yeah. have dungeon monitors. And you know what I mean? So it's, like, spaces like 910 WeHo or Threshold in North Hollywood or yeah, Sanctuary Studios, like, these places mm-hmm. – these places have people who are going to look out for you. And that is always my biggest advice when you're like going into like this community is just kind of go to one of these parties if mm-hmm. you want to explore. And although that seems really overwhelming, like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. an actual dungeon, like, you know, it's the safest bet <laughs> to do that. Um, because, you know, I've, me and many of others have had bad experiences with people who say that this is their thing when yeah. it's really not and it's just the no, right. no abuse. Yeah. so so if if you had it if you had to distill any it distill it down now at this point of what you're what you're what people are coming to you for is there one thing they walk through the door no matter what they're into i don't care what the kink is or whatever it is is there one overall thing they they walk through the door and say i need help with this or I, you know, is it one, is it one overall mm-hmm. overriding? Okay. What would that Oh be? yeah. Yeah. Is, am I wrong okay. for liking this? Like the shame, the shame factor. Am I the wrong guilt for liking the shame, this? Right. Okay. The shame factor. Absolutely. Absolutely. The guilt and the shame. Am I wrong mm-hmm. for liking this? And how can I okay. do it in a safe way? And that's what I help them do. So, you know, helping them understand what their fetish is, their kink, whatever that is. And my motto is, as long as it's consensual and not hurting anybody, whatever blows your skirt up. I mean, you could come to me with any kink whatsoever, Mm -hmm. and it would take so much to shock me at this point. Like, you know, I've been a sex worker, I've been in the sex industry. I mean, it would take so much to shock me at this point. So it's like... But, you know, it's that shame and guilt and confusion that comes with it because a lot of society tells us that that's not okay. And that sucks because it is okay if you're not hurting anybody or you're harming yourself. Like, we should be able to like Mm -hmm. what we like. And so that would say the number one thing is like, am I wrong for liking this? And it's a sad commentary on our society that we feel like we have to ask that question to ourselves and to other people. But my main goal, my like end game goal is to 
create a space where nobody mm-hmm. has to ask that question. Yeah, well, good luck with that. <laughs> I know, right? It's it's lost. No, no. I mean, it's a, it's, you hope that the people can come to that individually. As a society, we're going to consistently beat each other up and shame each other and put each other in categories yeah. and you know all that negative stuff that doesn't get anybody anywhere. You know. Um, so, Chris, Chris, you want to jump yeah. in here? You got anything for Barbara at this point? That, that's Oh, I, I am just excited because, you know, as Ralph can attest, you know, we, we all, you know, before the pandemic, we would actually go out at conventions and teach classes. And a couple of times we got kind of exasperated because yeah. people wanted to be more intense and more, you know, more edgy. And we're going like yeah. safety, safety yeah. first, safety, safety first, yeah. safety last. Everything else has to be safety and safety. And it was kind of a little, dis, you know, a little yeah. disheartening. It's like, no, how can we really hurt someone or yeah. this really intense stuff? It's like, yeah, that's really dangerous. You know, it's like, you can't do yeah. that to a person's body and expect them to keep doing it i mean but at the same time it's like it's so nice to see someone say that because you know ralph and i both are like a broken record it's like as long as it's consensual and as long as you're not physically emotionally being harmed go for it you know i mean it's just like it's it's such an important message especially with the current political climate it's just like it's okay you know this is like you know it's as long as it's safe that's go for it you know it's it's interesting how you know you you can see you see couples and people abusing themselves all the time emotionally, right? And, and, you know, and playing, you know, passive aggressive bullshit games with each other and they're hurting each other in ways that, that neither of them are consenting, you know? And then, and, and, the, and the, the rub on kinksters is always like, mm-hmm. well, you're doing that weird thing that you're doing. And I'm like, yeah, but this is completely within bounds of, you know, of, of control. And we know exactly what we're doing. And when it's over, we, where it's over, you know, no, nobody's, you know, nobody's bringing. Yeah. We talk yeah. about it first. We right. Communicate. Right. Right. So, mm-hmm. born and bred in LA, so so there's no no thought for you to say. Well, you know what? I want to take what I do further. But you, the way you would do that is do it based in LA, but then spread it across like an online kind of portal, right? Yeah, online, and I also would love to lecture in schools. Like, I lecture at Ventura College every semester for their psychology and sexuality class on BDSM. Like, I want to take that wider and bigger and kind of just be a voice and an advocate for this safe, sane, and consensual play that has Mm -hmm. changed my life and so many lives around me in this beautiful, beautiful dynamic that I, you know, discovered and that so many people do. So that's kind of what I want to do is be a voice and an advocate for this positive change that I think can help a lot of people, even if they're not in the scene, how we communicate in BDSM, that should be preached everywhere in every type of relationship. No, that's yeah. what I like to do. So, so do people actually come to you, to your office, or do you see people like this, like online, or it's all over, it's on, online okay. or over the phone? Um, because of the pandemic, like I can't like justify yeah. opening an office when like no client. You know, you know what I mean? So I do it all from my home or okay. from anywhere in the world, which is cool. All I need is a phone and internet. Um, so that's right. that's really cool. Um, but yeah, no, I'd I'd love to just take this worldwide. I just want to change hey, why the not? world, man. Why not? You know. <laughs> Change the world one, 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 one. Well, one we need help. Let us right know. One peak at a time. Absolutely. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, okay, so tell us, tell everybody out there how they can find you if they're looking for you and they want to find. You. 
Absolutely. So you can find me on FetLife at TieMeUpSir27. That is my handle. It's very creative, I know. <laughs> and uh, my website, CoachedByBarbara.com. That's CoachedByBarbara.com. And you just shoot me an email. Consultation call is free. I would love to help. And I'm just so, really excited. So lastly, though. That's very wonderful. So the in the uh, so we said about what, what you want, you know, the big range plans in the future, but the immediate future, what's happening for you in the immediate future? Just okay. building my client base, you know, just getting the message out there, really, um, and doing more of this. I'm actually going to start my own podcast. Uh, I've got a producer lined up, so I'm going to start my own podcast cool. on BDSM. Just being really mm -hmm. frank about it, you know, like unapologetic, like unapologetically yeah. me. Like, so I want to, I'm going to get hosts on that I know in the sex world and the BDSM world, like sex workers and all that stuff. And, you know, just kind of have this really frank, open, honest discussion about BDSM. So I will let you know Absolutely. when that drops. Oh, yeah, so that look out for that. Please. Yeah, we would. Yeah, absolutely. I will. Really need help with no. Because that's what's fun about doing this with Chris and I. Chris and I don't, because we're across the country from each other, don't see each other. But we see each other on here. We can kibitz and, you know, and yeah. keep this, and then meet a whole bunch of great, wonderful people like you. That's that's a, that's basically, Chris, that would be the, 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 the most positive thing of the podcast, right? It's the people we're meeting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, everyone's been so fantastic. It's really a very, very special experience because yeah. we've met yeah, everyone really cool. and yourself it's really included. Cool. It's been absolutely yeah. wonderful. Well, Barbara, I, I don't know. I had a, you know, we see this every time we talk to people, which is we learn so much. First of all, we learn a lot. And then we meet wonderful people of all backgrounds and ethnicities and ages and genders. And it's wonderful. And everybody's doing all these great, really cool things. like just trying to make the world better in their, in the way they can, you know, like their own little way. You That's know, awesome. which is, yeah. you know, anybody, any of us could really ask, you know, so we're going to, we're going to say, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to talk about you now because you're going to go up, but we're going to talk about you. Um, but it's the only good stuff. But as our producer told you, you know, what you, do. you stay, you stick around. You don't, you don't have to keep your pretty face in the picture. I mean, you could go off, but keep the thing going. But, um, but, and then let, you know, but we're going to work. We're, we're going to, when the show goes up, I'll put the big blog up. And I'll give you all the information, of course, and we'll do all that kind of stuff and and uh, get it around, tweet it and twat it everywhere. And then, um, and then you know, so we'll, we'll let you know what happens. But we thank you so <laughs> much for your time. And uh, and yeah. um, we're going to have everybody to reach out oh, to you, everybody with a thought and maybe a concern about what they do and want to explore their, their desires a little bit. We'll reach out to you. So thank you so much, Barbara. It was wonderful to meet you. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank this you. is amazing. Bye-bye. Yeah. Absolutely. Bye. Thank you. So there, Chris, is another one. Another great, great person. Yeah. You know, oh, just, we learned so much. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Such great people, you know. I mean, uh, it's just, it's just uh, you know, it's interesting because I, I guess if you think about it, Maybe it would have been a good idea back in the day to have somebody like that if you were going through some stuff you didn't understand. You know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree. I mean, it's like, I think the, you know, the yeah, kink yeah, scene and, and sex needs more therapists um, and needs, you know, accessible 
because you know it's like it's it's one thing to be you know processing this kind of stuff you know in a play setting but another one when the uh, when things get rough or you're getting dealing with issues or something like that it's really very important and i particularly like the fact that you know uh you know she and like a whole bunch of other ones are actually yeah, yeah. um you know they're members of the community themselves so they're not just academics or they actually have experience with it which i think is absolutely wonderful um but yeah, it's just it's like it's so so special to see someone out there who's really both having a good yeah. time and also yeah. doing it as because a, as I a think, healing you know, practice. Because like, we've been at the fantastic. conventions and those those places are great because everybody's together. So you just you are you're not. And I mean, I think the one in San in St. Louis was mm-hmm. there was like a badge or color patch you wore to say if you if you want to be approached, you didn't want to be approached. If you're a dom, you're a sub, or whatever it was. So all mm-hmm. that information was on your shoulder at all times. And in that, in that, you mm-hmm. know, in that milieu, you're fine because everybody's safe, and you're in that little hotel, and everybody's together, and whatever. But you know, it's the, it's the it's the moments that you're not with somebody, and the moment you're trying to, you know, the swirl is going on in your head. That's when you you probably could use somebody like Barbara and say, look. What am I thinking? Why am I thinking this? Does this, I don't know, mm-hmm. anybody else is like this? Does this make me weird? You know, like all that question is that I'm thinking, you know, a young person mm-hmm. coming into their sexuality, you know, that, that would, that's a confusing time as it is. You know how that is. We, we all know how that we all went through that. But, you know, we've always said that, like, if you're, if your path is relatively culturally, I don't want to say normal, it's the wrong word, but you know what I'm saying? Like easy. You know, because you just because of the touchstones <laughs> of the culture, then it's then you just kind of pass through. But like, say you are you are somebody who has a little bit of a kink or a desire, and you're like, man, and you're 16, and you're like, what is this? What am I thinking? Mm-hmm. Why am I feeling like? And how do I process it? I mean, luckily you have online resources mm-hmm. nowadays. Of course, it makes things a little easier. But I was thinking, like back in the day, what did you like, you you were in San Francisco, which was a healthy community. Imagine if you were in the middle of Idaho, you know, night. 1975 and you're in the middle oh, of Idaho and you're oh, just little um, this this young guy or girl mm-hmm. and you you have a little these thoughts where would you go for that information like wh- where in the world are you going for the so like it's mm-hmm. good that there's people like Barbara out there that can handle these kind of things you know and talk it through with someone you know oh absolutely I think it's like you know that's it's, it's the internet is, you know, is good, but it's also yeah, bad no because good. it perpetuates no bad good. information as much as it perpetuates good information. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of online peer pressure. And um, I still remember when I was answering, you know, teenagers' questions about sex. And this is like pre, yeah. you know, not really pre-web, but early ages. The yeah. n- amount of ignorance was frightening. Um, and this is like, this is yeah. the, you know, during the, you know, the rise of the internet. So it's like, you know, to hear some of these, you know, these guilt and right. shame and just right. complete stupidity around sex was really sobering. Um, and I'd like to think it's better now, but I don't really think so. I mean, look at like these ridiculous things like the yeah, No yeah. Nut November and these anti-porn crusaders. And it's just like, you know, or the horrible treatment that trans people are receiving right now. It's just like, this is just so horrible because, you know, there's so much misinformation so going on there. And kink it's, is it's strange right to up say there. that, too, because... And and like I, I, like you know, Barbara was just saying to I, I ironically, sometimes you get a whole wealth of information, right? You're like, okay, we got a whole bunch of information now, and this opens this up, mm-hmm. and you know it's all that all that stuff. But like, 
for some reason, that leads to more misinformation and, and more problems, you know, which is, you know, you would think nowadays, because you have mm-hmm. all the information at your fingertips, then it would make it easier to find what you need to find. And you, but, but like you say, like there, there's a, mm-hmm. I mean, Bill Maher talks about this all the time. I don't agree with everything he says, of course, but he talks about how how young men are are just they're they're looking at sex because they're they're inundated with porn, right? We won't, you know, and they're looking at sex that way, and they mm-hmm. think that's the way sex is, right? <laughs> like. You know, and and they they're getting a real skewed view of like what normal and again not the right word, but um, you know, relationships should be like or sexual relationships. And 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 you know, we're like there's mm-hmm. a lot of niche. You know, this is a lot of niche erotica that'll bring that'll bring you to a place that you want to. You know, and because it's so pointed and niche, people don't can't take can't take a step back and say, okay, here's a perspective, you know? And, and, and I think you're right. I mm-hmm. think in a lot of ways, the internet, we've both said this a lot. It's a, it's a great thing, but it's a bad thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I completely agree. And it's like the mm-hmm. problem with the good information is you need to know where it is. So you actually yeah. have to actively look for the good information. But if you just sit back and right. let the stuff come to you, it's really bad because porn is, is one of them, but also mainstream media. If you look at how sex is depicted in mainstream media right, or right. kink for that matter, it's really distorted. I mean, even though it's yeah, like well, that's, not that, that's completely a offensive, yeah, it's totally unrealistic. I mean, it's like everything from, you know, it's just like, I mean, it looks like, look at the, look, take, take the next sex scene you've seen on any kind of mainstream movie. It's like, yeah. it's really not real. I mean, it's, it's, it's as much as a fantasy as porn is. I mean, it's like they tear each other's clothes off and they just throw each other at each other. It's like, that yeah. one reads the bruising and two, you know, that's really not what happens. I mean, it's like, even if, you know, if, I got news for you. Yeah. If, unless you're flooded with testosterone, right, yeah. I mean, certain body like, parts don't respond that quickly. Um, you know, it's just like, Exactly. And of course, they're always like in the shower, which is a horrible place to make right. love because it's like you're slipping in, there's no place for leverage, and you can't really do it very effectively standing up. And it's just like ridiculous. And of course, it's like, but it's the same thing. It's like when you look at kink, it's the same way. And it's like, don't get me started on 50 grades, 50 shades, but it's just like the same thing. It's like it's either done for weirdo factor, or yeah, yeah. if it is done correctly, it's kind of slipped under the radar. Like every once in a while, I'll watch some kind of show or something, and they'll do something kinky and go, like, wow, that was actually pretty well done. Yeah. Well, um, but it's, it's other funny, times it's just we were having really a discussion bad. around the table with um, that one but, day, yeah. and my niece was talking about, and she's she's young. I mean, she's mm-hmm. I think at the time she may have been sixteen, and she was talking about watching. I think it was an HBO show, Euphoria. I think was the name of the show, and it's all it's all it's basically college age kids. Mm, I haven't seen that one, and a lot of and girls kind of lead the show, hetero girls, and some 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 just a lot of different kind of coupling going on. But anyway. But the show is very hypersexual. Or it's extremely hypersexual, and uh, mm. it, 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 it kind of—I I don't. If I have seen maybe five minutes of the show, it's a lot. And my niece was kind of talking about it, and my and my sister was talking about it, and how you know it's titillating to my niece because she's a young kid. And but it was just a little too hyper, like you know, like just look too hyper and sexual. It's like I've watched that show, Shameless. Have you ever seen that show on on Showtime? It's William William H Mason. Mm, and I love that. the guy, you know. But but like, it's another one of those shows that's. I understand the family is very decadent. Okay, 
I understand the vibe. But it's almost like they're just throwing everything at the mm-hmm. wall just to shock me, you know. And and it doesn't. It's not effective because mm-hmm. you're like, it's what. Let's top this one, okay? We're gonna top this one and this one, and, and it's just not effective because after a while you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't find any of this even in in the least bit intriguing, you know. So I think you're right. I think a lot of what what's coming, even mainstream, not even porn, but mainstream stuff is is. I guess because if you think about it, because it went from like mm-hmm. suddenly there was cable, right? So mainstream television had to keep co- compete with cable, right? Mm-hmm. So there's all that kind of jockeying for position to make it wilder and, and, and more interesting, so people watch it. So I understand that. So I think that's the I think that's the steps, but that doesn't make it better, <laughs> or or like you said, doesn't make it realistic either. You know, so I don't know. Exactly, and and that, and that's the frustration. I'm sorry for everybody. It's like yeah. it's like you know cer- certain shows like Shameless. You mentioned other ones. It's like you know there's there's this kind of like almost counter swing. So they're trying to be, you know, they're trying to be representational. Yeah. They're trying to be tolerant and, and inclusive, yeah. but it comes off being t- still too hypersexualized because it focuses yeah. so much is on so much on right. sex and not relationships and not people's emotions, and it just becomes like again kind of like yeah, yeah. who can be kinkier yeah. than somebody else which is that's not what it is you know it's just like i think you know, i think the same thing with um you know representation of any kind i think it just needs to be part of what we watch as a as kind of like back of the you know and not set aside and made strange or different or more intense but just that's what people do you know i would love to yeah. see kingsters represented the same way that queer couples and then you know different ethnic characters and different gender expressions are done where they're just simply there and it's getting closer but oh, yeah, the definitely. thing is, it's like for every step forward, there's two steps back, it seems like. So there's one show or one movie that does it well. There's another one that completely screws it up. Um, but, you know, it's, it's it's a matter of time. I mean, you know, it's, it's just a matter, I think, that's like more exposure. It's the same thing as the growing tolerance about anything. It's like the more yeah. you see it as just being like regular people doing regular things. Um, and that was the big eye-opening experience I had with the kink scene. It probably was the same for you. It's like when you come into it, you're, you're there's this little part of your voice that says, oh, God, this is yeah, going right. to be like you know eyes wide shut or something like this and instead it's yeah. the same bunch yeah. of people you find at every gathering of human beings you know it, if it, it's a stamp yeah, club right or it's a train thing or it's a knitting circle it's the same right, people right. except in this case they're taking their clothes yeah. off and whipping each other because yeah, so like really, we have some wild people. knitting clubs up here we don't get them like that though you know um but you know you, you <laughs> but, but you're, you're making me think on the of something too like i know a lot of guys <laughs> that are into these really intense wild cartoons so like the the rick and morty's and the like there's a whole Mm -hmm. bunch of these and they're very they're very you know um they're based they have i guess they're based on science fiction somehow and the alternate world opens up here and they're doing a lot with the animation right so we can you know but i always watch those shows saying you're throwing a lot at me you know you're throwing a lot at me and you're trying to make it so you're so wild that I go, whoa! This is this isn't really nuts, you know. And mm-hmm. and I it it I just turn a blind eye to that stuff because again, I think you're you're trying too hard. That's basically what it comes down to, right? As opposed to something that's just organic, and mm-hmm. you say, oh, that's a funny cartoon, mm-hmm. like that's just fun, you know. Because um, I know I and I know mm-hmm. I know our producer's a fan, but I don't know if you saw, but but um, Beavis and Butthead is back on the air. 
Yeah, it's on. It's just. Oh no, I didn't funny. know that. But like, that's such a static cartoon. Like, there's not a lot being thrown at you. You know, it's just these two weirdo little guys talking to each other, and I like it because it's not it's not too much coming at me. It's just <laughs> you know, it's just funny and it's set up and you know it's basic and it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, but but that's just my own thing. But I don't know. I mean, it, like you said, there's just so much. There's so much to disseminate. So much to watch. You know, when you. you know, yeah. And of course, there's also like a lot of echo chamber things. So it's like, you know, to, to yeah. learn more about this, you have to step outside your mm-hmm. comfort zone. And that's when that's the big barrier, because if you're already getting like what your your friends are saying and they're all watching the same shows and they're all watching this part of the same social yeah. network and the, the same kind of part of a social network. If you if you're feeling yeah, isolated, true. you have to make the bold step of looking beyond. And that's where. It's so wonderful that if you type mm-hmm. in things like you'll get Planned Parenthood, you'll get Center for Disease Control, you know, all these places that have really good sex information. Yeah. Um, but you first need to make that step. And that's why I'm glad that we're seeing, you know, no insult to kink, kink um, therapists and such. But it's it's the more that information is mm-hmm. part of things that are, are directly related to health mm-hmm. and, you know, just like living well. That's going to serve, I think, better than anything else because, you know, people have to think yeah. first about is there a kink therapist and then find the kink therapist and so forth. But if you just simply type in, you know, a basic information in Google, you usually get a fairly correct answer right. because it's yeah. pulling things from like WebMD or once again, you know, CDC and Planned Parenthood. So, you know, I mean, that I think is wonderful. So it's that the, yeah. the, they still, the people need to first make that move. And unfortunately, again, there's a lot of like misinformation yeah. still floating out there that it's just like ridiculous but you know I'm, I'm i'm holding on to the hopes that you know the more you know people are are um encouraged to like you know look at information like this and you know just sort of yeah. like you know find out for yeah. themselves well, and learn how it works hope, right you know the better or, 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 or we're just getting in your spaceships and we're leaving yep, that's exactly yeah and i can see that um <laughs> well i got mine well, ready you, you wasted another <laughs> 30, 40 minutes of your life listen to looking on vanilla. Uh, but what, 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 it's something we love to do. And we're, we're having a good time, Chris and I, uh, bringing it to you. And uh, um, we hope you listen. We hope you, when this goes up, you'll you'll search out Barbara because she's a very intelligent, empowering lady. And uh, we just hope you listen to more and keep and go back if you haven't listened to. The other episodes go back, and we've got we got near near forty in the can at this point, and so why don't you go back and listen to them? Yeah, we're doing good. So anyway, this has That's been Licking on Vanilla with me, one of your hosts, Ralph Greco Jr., and over there is, <laughs> and uh, we'll Chris, see you next time. Known as M. Thank you for listening. Bye bye, and visit us on the web at www dot licking non vanilla dot com <laughs>